Hey guys, welcome to Reactions TV. Today we're talking about El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Uh, we will interweave our thoughts of El Camino with Breaking Bad, the TV show. Uh, today we also have a special guest, Griffin Dunn. He is a, a college student at Kennesaw State University. And he just watched all of Breaking Bad into El Camino within, I guess, two weeks. So uh, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Reactions TV Podcast. I'm Alex. And this is David. And this is Griffin. Hey Griffin, how are you? I'm doing alright. Who are you? Uh, so I am a college student at KSU, and uh, I'm a good friend of Alex's. I was here at the wee stages of the podcast, and I'm just happy to be here. And, right. I, and I like him. He went with my intro style. He said, this is Griffin. Oh, man. I Now I've got to change that because now I'm the one who sounds like an idiot. Do you understand why Yeah, I say I'm Alex? He says this is David, and the reason he says this is David is because of like it's like when you're answering a phone. Okay. Speaking into a device. I, I, see, I see it more as just like I'm letting you know the voice that you're hearing. It's, I'm not introducing myself. I'm just kind of making it known. There's a slight difference. That's a yeah. very rational way to describe that. He's way more rational than you. You pulled it from Dimitri Martin. That's why you say it. That might be unconsciously where I pulled that from, yes. No, it is, because we talked about it one time on an episode. Did we? Yeah, I said, oh, why man. do you do that? I forget so many things. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to edit it, so I hear it back at least twice. <laughs> gotcha. I okay. hear it all in this conversation, then I hear it again in editing, in mm. post. I think henceforth I will be uh, announcing my presence as... It is Griffin, <laughs> just to kind of toss it up a little bit, be a little saucy. Yeah, we don't know. Okay. <laughs> what is it? It is Griffin. It is Griffin. Like, it is Griffin? Like, it Ooh. one and it chapter two is Griffin. Mm, no, I'll have to mix it up there. <laughs> anyway, let's jump right into this. So, um, we all watched El Camino. Oh, yes. Yes, and we did. we have uh, differing opinions. Yes, we do. <laughs> Uh, first, let's go ahead and s let's talk about Breaking Bad, just our opinions on like our perspectives that we got from Breaking Bad so you can further understand our thoughts on El Camino. I will start. I have seen Breaking Bad five times. I am obsessed with it. I know a lot about it. And I am apparently a horrible person because I... <laughs> I like Walt a lot, and I hate Jesse, which makes me not like this movie. <laughs> uh, Griffin, what do you think about Breaking Bad as a whole? Well, um, I would I would kind of discredit my name just a little bit to this because uh, I was just I was a kid when this was uh, being aired on TV regularly. Um, You're still a kid. I, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, I just spent the past about a month or so, binge-watching this show. Look, you can't discount what I said in the intro. I said it was two weeks. Roughly three weeks. <laughs> it's been the last rough three weeks binge-watching the show just to uh, get ready for El Camino because I was so excited to see, just based off of the trailers, I was like, well, shoot, I have to watch this. Random, which trailer did you see? Ooh, um, it was... Was it the... 
the Skinny Pete one? No. Because the Skinny Pete one doesn't exist in the Right, which movie. I was happy to see. Are you happy it went in there? Yes, I didn't uh, want to see a... I wanted to see it. Okay. Um, anyway. But yeah, so my... Uh, I I love the show. I really enjoy the show. Uh, wish I had seen it sooner. Wish I had taken more time to actually uh, process and watch it instead Good news. of binging it. You still can. Ah, okay. So, what is your initial opinion of Walter White? Hmm. So so Walter White specifically. Uh, I did not like him. That was a big part of why I didn't want to watch the show. I thought he was a little baby. Um, I, I didn't like him. I, I was, he just kind of, things happened to him uh, in the first season, and he didn't really happen to things. Um, and I didn't, I didn't like that. And everyone kept telling me, oh, no, 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 it gets better, it gets better. You just got to push through it. And I was like, I, I don't care enough about him. He's just going to go cry on the ground. Um, but once I broke through uh, and, you know, he starts blowing stuff up and wearing his hat and, you know, getting all growly then i was like okay cool it's starting to pick up um getting all growly getting growly yeah i mean he's got the lines on his face hardened mm -hmm. and at the same time uh the story of jesse starts to develop a bit more and i got very invested in that um and so that that's kind of because kinda, you care about people because i care about people and i'm not a emotionless husk of a man um man well david what did you think of the show what's your initial I so I saw, I've seen this show twice. I saw it once. Uh, I, I streamed the first three seasons and then uh, watched four and five live. And then I loved it so much. I said I told my wife that she had to watch it, and so I went back through it with her. Um, I love the storytelling, the pacing, the way that the characters uh, that it's a character driven drama. They don't do anything that's outside the logic of the show. Really, they. They think everything through, and I think that's a really good aspect of the show. Um, I like the contrast between Walter's two sides of himself. I like how he fights with himself a lot. Um, and I also uh, like the dynamic between Walter and Jesse. What's I your overall opinion of those two characters, like Walt as a character and uh, Pinkman as a character? As in how they're written or morality? Morality. Because uh, that's what everyone else has answered without question, so should be pretty <laughs> obvious. So, Walter, I... He's interesting because he always has good intentions. Um, except for maybe season five, uh, when Heisenberg fully takes over. But I feel like his intentions are pure up to that. I you think mean he, when he's the one who knocks? When he becomes the one who knocks. Oh yeah, so maybe it's towards the end of season four. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, once Heisenberg fully takes over, that's when that's when you're like, oh yeah, you're a meth kingpin. You're not you're not trying to provide your family for your family anymore. Which of course there's hints of that along the show. But anyway, I'm getting into it. I'm getting too far into it. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 what I think of Walt. Uh, Jesse, I always liked his how he is the. A moral, moral high ground, or a moral... The moral, moral center of the show, really. Even though he's highly amoral. Hmm. Uh, not, no, he's not... I wouldn't say he's amoral. Um, he's always looking for the good in people. Okay. That's why he sticks with Walt. That's why he goes back to Walt. Okay. You don't think so? Well, nope. you're the expert. But, you know, I mean, I, 
I've watched this show so many times that I've watched it with so many different views. So I would say the first one or two times I understood the morality of it all. But the last three time I, times I've watched it, I've watched it literally to see scenes. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching it to see scenes, you're watching it to see how Walt takes a situation that's going to turn out bad and makes it good for himself or makes it worse, hmm. depending on how you look at it. I, I think that Walt is the embodiment of the man without a conscience. Walt is... Well, not Walt. Heisenberg is the embodiment of the man without a conscience. Heisenberg doesn't have to think about others. Heisenberg doesn't have to think about social constructs. Heisenberg only thinks about himself. And the that melding with the brilliance of Walt creates a terrifying person that I like to watch on screen. <laughs> the, the, the talk of, uh, of moral in this, uh, I think that's one of the driving forces of the show and part of why I liked it so much. But in your opinion, who is the most moral in Breaking Bad? Schrader. Schrader. Yeah. Okay. The only weird thing that I can think that he does is like he takes Tuco's teeth and puts them on his desk. But but, but even that's then, just, it is it is a yeah. It's a full like it's a it's a man like he's trying to. It's not. Well, that was even a gift to him, right? Right. Like, yeah. And he the was, whole office gives it to him. Right. Really, Gomi gives it to him. <laughs> but like he doesn't. Even at the end, even when he's about to die, he's like. He's holding the, I am not going to say what you want me to say. Go ahead and murder me. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone else has issues. Even mm-hmm. Skylar, who is pretty moral up until they buy that car wash. Yeah. Because she just decides, actually, she's more, she's less moral before then um, when she basically. It's a deterioration. Yeah. Which everyone is, except for Hank Schrader. Mm-hmm. Hank Schrader doesn't give into anything he just has a rough life because he gets blown up by a turtle (laughs) and and shot at well not just shot at yeah yeah so what about you holly is is, is that cheating (laughs) no that works (laughs) i I was gonna i was gonna say either holly or um, holly's innocence (laughs) or uh walt jr walt jr ah yeah Flynn. Yeah, or Flynn, yes. <laughs> Actually, if we go by how he is at the end of the show, it has to be Flynn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. That, that was something that I, that I considered in it, is, is Flynn's character. But uh, I think with the idea of, uh, of conflict and when, when there's issues and all of the, all the crap that goes on, he doesn't really come across any of these moral challenges. Well, yeah, when does, when does Flynn have to make a decision whether he's going to be bad or not? He, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, um, but he everybody does. he changes his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he did something horrible and changed his name. That's why. Uh, no, but on, yeah. on a serious note, I, I I would agree. If we're talking about just the adults, mm-hmm. the ones who actually have to go through the moral things, I agree with y'all. Yeah, Hank is definitely the most. Are you you're Hank too? Uh, I mm-hmm. it's pretty close between Jesse and Hank for me, just mm-hmm. because of how much I I, I don't. Agree. You think Jesse's most moral, even though he's actually the one doing the murders? I think he becomes the most moral. Um, Based on what we're about to roll into? Uh, 
Yes, in addition to what happens in season four and season five. I was about to um, say in season three when he gets out of rehab, he's uh, selling drugs to people in rehab. Right. So, yes. So, so that's, that's I, I guess overall, morality. <laughs> overall, uh, mo- or series progression, I would have to stick with Hank, but I think most, if if you can put it on a scale, but I, I would I would give Jesse that title. He's the, the most improved award. Yeah, most improved. <laughs> So there's our 13 minute, this is what we think about this show, this is how we feel about characters. Um, So let's go right into El Camino. The beginning of El Camino is the same ending scene of the series where... It picks up right after the season. Yeah, so it's the ending where Jesse's driving away, crying in an El Camino. It's enough to make you question whether or not it's just a continued scene from the series. Right, yeah, but I didn't... I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, if Jesse gets picked up by the cops or runs his car off into a canyon and explodes, I don't care. Like, that's the show wasn't about him for me. So mm-hmm. I didn't really care about what this movie is showing me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some fan service, there's some Easter eggs, there's some stuff that I was like, that is totally cool. But I didn't really care. Sure, sure. I was really looking to see more. Uh, I was. I, I would love the continuation of the story, even if it is for a character who wasn't necessarily the center. Especially towards the end of, se- of season five. The end of season five it was all Walt. Like Jesse really took a back seat. So, aka perfect. <laughs> yes, your favorite scene in Breaking Bad is is all the murders in the jail. When they do all that, right? Might might be. <laughs> wow. Start all over again. Uh, <laughs> but I really like to see the continuation of the story. I didn't think about what happened to Jesse after he left. I, f- I felt like that was a good place to leave him. But then when they announced that this movie was coming out, I was like, ooh, I want to see what they do with the character. I think, I think it'd be really cool. The... Fan service was nice. I like seeing these returning characters, and I thought that when they included him, it felt natural. I felt they I thought, put Matt Jones in it because he was in what, whatever that horrible movie was. That Brightburn. Was Brightburn. Yeah, that's why he was like, "I need money. I'm sorry, I lost money in Brightburn." <laughs> Remind me who Matt Jones's character Badger. is. Badger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really funny scene with Skinny Pete and Badger. Then uh, with them just kind of uh, digging digging in each Their other. Their banter was that. Yeah, that was that was definitely it, a it fun feels part. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it feels like it is in the show. Yes. It feels. I looked at David. Well, I didn't look at David because we were watching it across an internet connection. But I did say to David when we first got to that scene, I was like, "This feels like when they're talking about the Star Trek scene that uh, Badger wrote, mm-hmm. <laughs> or the or the zombie scene." Oh, I, the, the whole point of that is to juxtapose their goofiness against. Uh, Jesse's darkness and Jesse's brooding turmoil and turmoil yeah and so you see that happening and it's like okay that that's natural to Jesse having to rest in a dark place mm-hmm. and then being just you know the stoners that they are so I know you don't like the character Alex but how do you feel about Aaron Paul's portrayal just as an actor do you think that he does a good job oh yeah um I you know like Yes, I think he does a good job, and this is not on him. Mm-hmm. The PTSD stuff is awesome. Yeah, he did. But it just kind of goes away. Yes. So point. it's like, yes, yes. It did. it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm about to. Uh, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. 
Compartmentalize. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what he had done. He had compartmentalized yeah. forever and ever. And well, I guess however long he's in there. Mm-hmm. He compartmentalized and then Walt breaks him out and then he drives off and then he's in the house and then he's freaking out about hearing the everything and mm-hmm. then he just kind of leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's Which okay, would have been then. a really cool storytelling device to continue. Well, they could have kept doing PTSD. Right, they yeah. they could have done more PTSD like when he pulls up and the police cars go by us go by him mm-hmm. to go get the car yeah. that's been lowjacked. Mm-hmm. That was cool. They had the junkyard guy show up, Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a really funny scene with him. I I remember the very first time I ever saw that actor was in Friends. Really? Uh, yeah, so he plays in like the first three seasons. He's the guy who's like who who always comes up. He's a really old guy. He's creepy. Okay. And uh, he he shows up and he's he's like I can have it. they they say uh, he says like I have a cat and they're like you don't have a cat. He's like I could have a cat. Like that's his okay. that's his character. <laughs> that's funny. So that's the kind of things that I liked about this is that they would bring people back. You were like well, I didn't know he was coming back. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Hmm. <laughs> that's fair. I was surprised that um, Saul didn't come back. Yeah. But yes. at the same time, not because he's now. Oh, he's disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which and and if he did, then that would be a point of criticism because it's breaking the the only instances that we've seen of of this. I'll I, make you disappear. I almost feel like, and maybe this is just me. I feel like I could do better with this if I could make it its own standalone thing. Meaning, if I could break it apart from the show. And not have it have it as a what if almost, not as a this is what happened. Because I just it's one of those I don't wanna know. I didn't wanna know. And yet you still watch the movie. I watched the movie because I thought I was gonna see more of Walter White. Mm-hmm. And I see him in one scene. Which I'm guessing was your favorite scene? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Big head Walt. <laughs> Honestly, that was the that was the most distracting part. Yeah, he didn't have uh, he didn't have time to shave his head. <laughs> So where what so so what what was he coming from? Explain so that. he was involved in a Broadway play called Network, but he had a, they had to the the production teams had to work this out. They had a thirty six hour window that he was free, so they got Brian Cranston in a uh, private jet, flew him to the shooting location, put a bag over his head, and uh, put him in a very dark tinted car and drove him to the shoot shot the scene then put him back in the car and flew him back i'm gonna watch the whole show again okay breaking bad oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna rewatch breaking bad and try and be a little more humane okay <laughs> good steps baby this steps conversation right? is starting to this conversation is <laughs> making me be like wow i am a terrible human being uh-oh <laughs> i work in healthcare. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> uh but I I love Saul's character. I think he the role that he plays in uh in all of the problems, uh he's he's a utility belt to a certain extent of like, oh he always has the solution, but they make it work and they make it 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 it's okay. It works. You wanna be shocked? Hmm. Go watch Bob Odenkirk and literally anything else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's because he's not that guy. Okay. Yeah. He's, I, I, he's crude humor guy. I love the who actor. He really is. I, I enjoy uh, him as Mr. an actor. Mr. Show, right? Mm, I yeah. Know, I know it's he did. Mr. Show. Okay. He did Mr. Show okay. with um, David Cross. David Cross. Mm. But um, yeah. Mm. 
he's funny. He's yeah. hilarious. I mean, like, I think I've heard some of his. Did he do stand up for a while? I know David Cross did. I don't know about Odenkirk. I thought he might have. I know he. I know he did improv for a little bit. Maybe it was just that. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, I, I definitely wanted to see him in El Camino, but just if you want to, just if you want to shock, just do that. that okay. Would, you yeah. know, you're like. I, I I enjoy him. I enjoy Saul's character, and I'm definitely going to be excited to watch. Uh, honestly, three favorite characters from the show: Mike, Gus, and Saul. Oh yeah. And they're on the title card for Netflix for Better Call Saul. So, <laughs> oh, dude, Mike's story is cool. Oh my god, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I really yeah. I, I want to dig into that. What do you think of Mike's uh, Easter egg scene uh, in El Camino? It was it was it was necessary. Yeah, because, because what he says. Mm-hmm. Is what pulls Jesse through the rest of the movie and gives mm-hmm. gives an explanation to to the Alaska. That's what an editor said. Okay, on a podcast, Kelly Dixon said mm. that that's and maybe that's just her saying that she wanted to see him flying biplanes in Alaska. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. Which mm-hmm. I think is part of where Vince Gilligan was like, okay, we'll put him in Alaska. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. I mean, there's. It's, I feel like Alaska is so disconnected. I'm, I'm crediting that to Kelly Dixon. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good, good job, Kelly. I think if, just to just to lay it out, um, my, I'm I'm realizing as we're talking through this, uh, my experience with Breaking Bad was with El Camino in mind. So the mm. whole time, I think. So you knew there was more. I knew there was more. So I spent more time and more focus on Jesse's character. So going into El Camino, I was excited to see what happened because I wanted to know where Jesse drove off to. So you know the setup. That's what I was thinking about. The setup, I think for me, why I don't like Jesse so much is the setup for Jesse is he's an idiot. Mm -hmm. Walt thinks he's an idiot. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept with that. Even Um, though they try and twist it and change him mm -hmm. into this like moral compass of sorts, Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, he's just an idiot. Okay. I don't like idiots. I like smart people, even if they're murderers. <laughs> so the next thing that Jesse does after he reconnects with Badger and Skinny Pete, he takes a shower. He, uh, they end up finding out there's a low jack on the El Camino he stole. So, so then he goes and he needs to get money. Okay, so this this I'm, I'm gonna throw in. I love Rube Goldberg style storytelling. Uh, where it's like the hardest possible way to get to the easiest thing. Yes. Simply put, oh, he's going to go to Todd's place because one time he saw he went to Todd's place. Simple solution. But but instead they flash back and show you yeah, why the, he went to Todd's place. Making Todd an integral part of the story, which I I was surprised by and I enjoyed that. Yes. Um, More Jesse Plemons is not bad. Yes. I, I freaking love that actor. Um... But just seeing... Have you seen him in Fargo, by the way? When I, I said Fargo, you didn't really... Right, I haven't seen we the movie or earlier. the show. So we're referring to the TV show, and mm-hmm. the way that the show works is every season is a different cast of characters. Right. So he's in the second season. He's in the second one. It's really funny. So David and I have decided that the first season, mm-hmm. it takes the first episode to get hooked. Mm-hmm. The second season, it takes the second episode to get hooked. Hmm. And the same with the third, right? Third season is the third episode to get hooked. That's interesting. Yes. Which kind of speaks to the quality of the writing maybe a little bit. Okay. But it's it's still worth a watch. So Plemons likes anthologies. I guess with him being in... Black Mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) But yeah, his... his, The way that storytelling, the, the broken timeline... Um, I need to watch this movie again, too, mm, to be yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. I was falling asleep the last really? 20 minutes. 
I feel like every movie you have a different opinion upon rewatch. I feel I feel mm. like that really improves your opinion. I think it's it. because you go into it feeling one thing. Like mm-hmm. I went into this movie wanting to see Walter White. Now knowing that I'm not going to see Walter White might help me. I, I definitely think so. Mm-hmm. To care. I think because if I were to rewatch <laughs> Breaking Bad, I would now watch it for Walter. I've watched it enough times that that's what I've done. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to watch it cold open i'm gonna watch it with my wife just to see her reaction mm. i'm gonna watch it try and understand more of mike i'm gonna watch it try and understand more of walt i'm gonna watch it and you know like yeah. but i haven't done the i'm gonna watch it and care about jesse pinkman so mm. uh that's why the sixth time there that's it is what i'm gonna try and do <laughs> gotcha you're so. gonna single-handedly fund vince gilligan's next <laughs> vacation trip <laughs> so him I'm... and holly <laughs> holly's his girlfriend mm-hmm Cool. Yeah, her name's Holly Rice. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we know a bunch of stupid <laughs> That's stuff. That's awesome. Well, cool. as a little trivia thing, in El Camino, did you notice the corner where uh, Todd's apartment is? They focus on the street sign a couple mm-hmm. times, and it's at the corner of Holly and Arroz Street. Ah. Arroz is the Spanish word for rice. Ha! <laughs> so Whoa, he worked that in there. That's funny. <laughs> so. I wish it was the corner of Holly and Lydia. <laughs> Why? Because he loved, he liked Lydia. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. That Lydia, been. Lydia. <laughs> that's why he. Oh, moved have there. you met Lydia? <laughs> Lydia, the tattooed lady. That's Lydia. the ringtone. Oh. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> wow! Look at you. That is, wow. We are just pulling it all. Okay. <laughs> Five times. The interspersed. I have the song that Gail's singing right before I, he dies. I know you do. On my phone. I know you do. Sorry. <laughs> So I really liked how when Jesse was going to the apartment and searching for Todd's money that they interspersed, kind of like you were saying, Griffin, with the the past and the present, the the popcorn Rube Goldberg style. Um, and that just really, like, like I said before, any more Jesse Plemons is not bad. And the conversations uh, between the two characters were disturbing and mm-hmm. and fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, disturbing because Todd is such a psychopath mm-hmm. or sociopath. What's the correct term here? Both. Let's, let's he's call soci- in our in-house uh, he, psychologist here. He's a sociopsychopath. I think psychopath encompass, encompasses the sociopath part as well. So he's just a psychopath. Okay. Okay. So he's a psychopath, there we go. and the way that he talks about these violent acts and the things around him, he just has no feeling whatsoever. He just doesn't. He doesn't care about Jesse. He doesn't care about any of the people around him. Uh, he killed his... But he also has no fear. Like, it's not just that all of that. He has no fear. Skip ahead. Mm-hmm. He has no fear when Jesse pulls the gun on him. He's like, man, you sure? I mean, I was going to buy us some pizzas. What your, what's your favorite pizza? Mm-hmm. And it freaks Jesse out to the point where he's like, here's the gun. You're right. I well, would... also, there's the fact that he's like, I mean, I'll kill Brock if I have to, man. I mean, old man made it pretty clear about that. Yeah, that that was the scene. We, we were talking about it mm-hmm. as it was going. Yeah. That was the scene when uh, he's pulling Jesse up out of the pit, and yeah. he said, just want us to let some ground rules know, you, let you know some ground rules. If, uh, if you try to run, I got to go visit the kid, and I really don't want to, but, you know, we got to keep that promise. Yeah. And he just says it so coolly. You're just like... Oh my god. His gosh. words are so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's normal. I got to go visit the kid. Right. Oh, visit him. You mean like go say hi to him? No. <laughs> Murder him. Just to just to add on, because I think that's what's so interesting about him. He does, I feel like he does have emotions, 
specifically from the line, uh, not, not that he's completely emotionless, but he has regret. Specifically from the line, uh, don't make me feel any worse than I am. Mm. When Jesse's responding to seeing the cleaning lady, it's very offhanded. Oh, yeah, it's very small, but it, but I feel like it's showing that it's, it's, uh, what I agree with you mm -hmm. that he is emotionless, but there's still some, and it's such a but casual. But is that actual emotion or is that him trying to connect with people who have emotion? Oh, I don't know. It's well, just, it's just casual. And he also has feelings for Lydia, whatever mm -hmm. those feelings may be. Right. The tattooed lady. <laughs> it's not actually it's just the song it's his ringtone right mm -hmm. they talk about her very briefly mention her they, I don't they even know mention, if they say her name yeah they just mention a woman poisoned death <laughs> right that was to that was to close that up and they, I think they also mentioned Walt in like a news thing they have thing. to close that up she Ryzen. That was more of a. Um, I wanted to Easter see egg. her die. Just, Killed her just, with ricin beans. It was more of an Easter egg for people hearing on the radio. Oh yeah, he's talking about Lydia. I wanted to see her die. I hated her. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Uh, I hated her character. I wanted to see the light fade from her eyes. <laughs> I mean, I I did not like her character. I wanted to see something. I wanted. I was hoping to see Jesse go just vengeance mm. and kill her. But I mean, or finish Jesse? her off or something. Yeah. You want Jesse to do it? Uh, yeah, I wanted Jesse to do it. <laughs> but continue your oh, yeah. broken thoughts. <laughs> broken by us. My, my popcorn thoughts. <laughs> so while he's in the apartment, he's searching for the money. What did y'all think about where the money was hidden? Yeah, mm. how did he know that? He's like, I've looked everywhere else. It must be in the refrigerator. No, he was he was leaning against... He happened to be leaning against the refrigerator and he was banging the back of his head against it trying to think. Mm -hmm. And I guess it jostled one of the pieces of money that fell and he heard it thunk. Mm -hmm. And that's what made him start searching the fridge. And when he pulled the thing... When he pulled part of the doorway... I must have package been of money downstairs. Fell. You mm -hmm. must have been asleep. No, downstairs. I oh, walked yeah. around which, a lot. <laughs> which, which I'm going to say to that, I just because I saw him do that and it made me remember that's what Jesse does. When he is defeated and when he's at his wit's end, he curls up into a ball, sits and leans up against the wall, and hits his head on the back of it. That's we a really have seen cool it multiple detail. times, and so it makes perfect sense that he would sit there and bounce his head on Ladies the wall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we have someone who literally just watched the show. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> so, did y'all? Okay, at what point when the two guys show up? Did you automatically know they weren't cops, or at what point did you realize they weren't cops? When when they got the cord. Okay, yeah, that was me too. I was I was yeah. right there with Jesse. Because mm -hmm. you thought they were cops up until that point. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Same. Okay, cool. I thought they did that scene so well. They, conv they convinced me mm -hmm. and gave us zero reason to believe otherwise. Mainly in part because we've never seen Jesse interact with that fella before. Mm -hmm. um, which I kind of a little cheap. I kind of wish that they used somebody that somehow got away mm. in some and that we have seen. And then make it so that we knew, so that we that would have been nice uh, to know. Yeah, gotcha. that would have been a cool way to but do it. But I think I think the way that they did that would worked very well. Yes, yes, it still made sense. It was st it still felt natural, but it was somebody that yeah, yeah yeah I agree. I love how the show and I really think that oh sorry to cut you off. What were you saying? I love how the show really handles its tense scenes and how it handles its intensity. We know what's going to happen with Jesse during the flashbacks. We know what's going to happen with. Todd's character we know like we know how it plays out but during that scene after they buried the cleaning lady when Jesse had the gun put on Todd Todd I was sweating like I was watching it going what's gonna happen mm. next I know how the story is gonna right. play out but I was just watching it like 
this is a tense scene. I know he's not going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, Brock's not going to die, mm-hmm. but wow. Yeah. And then that also is true for when the guys are looking for him in the apartment. I thought that scene was crazy intense. Mm-hmm. So I was I was on the edge of my seat for about half the scenes. What? What? Okay, this is this is one of the few things that I just wasn't entire. I wasn't confident in what I thought walking out of it. Why didn't Jesse shoot Todd? Mm-hmm. If he shoots Todd, mm-hmm. and it's just like acknowledging Todd he's not, just doesn't. If they get back to their compound and yeah. Todd's just not there, his immediate thought is going to be. Jesse killed him, and we would kill that little kid. Okay. Well, and now Jesse is responsible for Brock. He has to go find Brock and run. Okay. And he doesn't have any resources, and so he he may have thought that all through, or he mm-hmm. might have just broken. I don't know, but that's that's what makes sense to me from an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm guessing, yeah. So if that is the case in Jesse's head, then at that moment, that I, I would say that's when he accepted defeat because he's not going to get a better... He, wasn't going to get a better moment than that right there to get free. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I think that, his brain's just working on so many different levels. He's right. already he's already lost Andrea. Mm-hmm. He's living in that... In the cell. Cell in, in the hole ground. ground. Yeah. He thinks for half a second, what if I just kill him? I could just kill him. Mm-hmm. I could just kill him. It'd just be over. I hate this guy. I just want to kill him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get this gun. I see this gun. I can probably kill him. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "I was gonna do this. Da, da, da. You remember? Mm-hmm. I gotta go kill this kid, or we're gonna have to." Now, he's does, gonna, does he mention? Brock he mentions at all? that earlier. He mentions right. that when he pulls him out of the cell. Yeah. So that's there's enough of a lull for mm-hmm. you and me and mm-hmm. David to be like, "Oh, that's why I can't do it." Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think, and then so which is a cool device because it it puts you in his head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and it makes the breakdown so much more real and makes Todd so much more in just messed up in the head that he's just going to grab him. So let's move, let's move on only because we're already 40 minutes in. We're not even halfway through the Okay. Okay. So movie. I'm just going to point out a couple things then. I really thought that this showcased how much Jesse picked up from Walt as far as ways to negotiate and be more... Ooh. More, I'd be tougher and shrewder. Mm-hmm. Like when he was talking, when he was negotiating with the guy about the money, to mm-hmm. split it three ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a lot of it's a lot of the way I see it. You have these options. Mm-hmm. Essentially, mm-hmm. it feels it's that, but it's Jesse's spin on that. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the climax when he's uh, goes to uh, the guy's hideout to get more money because mm-hmm. he needs that. Uh, I know I'm skipping over a scene, but mm-hmm. this also shows how shrewd he can be and how calculating he can be Mm -hmm. and i think that he learned that from walt i don't think that he would have developed that on his own i got another question for you guys were you aware of the second gun yes oh yeah okay what in in his pocket were you were you aware of it and if you weren't at what point were you aware okay so i'll say this i was not thinking about it at first but Mm -hmm. when he started to do the shootout i noticed that his hand was still in his pocket Uh uh-huh and it was funny because Alex and I were, were watching it, and uh, Alex was like, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna shoot him. What, what do you think? Do you think he's gonna get a shot off?" And I was like, "No, he's gonna fire with the gun in his pocket." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the only reason I knew. Because okay. I I wasn't thinking about that. To yeah. clarify, the second gun that Jesse got from his parents' house, which mm-hmm. I thought was an interesting 
dynamic having them in the movie i hated that they couldn't find the kid apparently is right. the kid doing something else acting wise he was a uh, band oh. trip in oh. and no but what i mean is is that kid in real life oh. Oh. is he not available oh that would have been great because i would have loved it if he if he'd ran sneaks, oh, man. he sneaks in the house to get the gun and he runs into his brother mm. and to see him and oh, i don't even man. like this movie <laughs> yeah can we all just say i hate his parents yes <laughs> Yes. Why do we hate his parents? I, I cannot stand his parents. I feel Gosh. like... I mean, maybe that's just the natural place they would be if they feel like they gave him everything and he squandered it. But it's just hard to see them uh, keep downing him all the time, mm -hmm. especially when they down him like right at his lowest point. But mm -hmm. don't... Do you not think in the show they say enough that they tried and tried and tried and tried and tried? Doesn't everyone reach their breaking point, even that's, if it's your kid? That's true. Yes. That's true. It's just, it's hard to see that knowing that, especially during the parts that Jesse is actually trying. Think about it. In this movie, but, he's not. But, but think about it. In and out of rehab, in and out of rehab, in and out of rehab, and they finally just give up on him. They start putting all their attention on this other kid. Mm -hmm. This other kid, he gets everything he wants. They're doting on him constantly. Mm -hmm. And then your kid, who you never thought would show back up, shows up at your house. That's true. And also, if we go by the events in this movie, he technically proved him, proved him right. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he lied to them, got them to leave the house, and then stole from them. Yeah. He lied to them, got them to leave the house, stole from them. He, he lies to them in the... He buys the house. That's... Yes. You know, by... Which I saw. freaking love that scene. That was a really oh. well-executed scene. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so... In his parents' defense, mm -hmm. because someone has to go to their defense, mm -hmm. do you think it's bad just because they're on TV? Like, turn yourself in. Turn, you think that's bad? No. That's a general... I guess, I guess I should back up and say it's hard to watch yeah. because we know the true story. Mm -hmm. But there is that little part in the TV show where he goes home for a while. Mm -hmm. He sleeps in their bed. Yep. He tells, they're trying one more time. Yeah. But then he takes the blame for his brother. And that's his fault. It is his fault. And I hate that for him. But it sucks. That's mm -hmm. so, so that's that's the moral but he believes, struggle. <laughs> he believes that his brother has a better chance than he does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why let his brother get in trouble for the thing that ruined his life? Do you think that really stopped his brother, though? I guess it did since he's on a trip in, in Europe. That doesn't mean he's not smoking pot. That's true. He's probably smoking more pot over there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got to talk about ed the disappearer the scenes with him is it disappearer or disappearer disappearer Rurur. only two r's disappear er he but makes people disappear it's not disappear er er no that would be more no no Yes, yeah, so I actually, just called him vacuum actually, guy. Isn't he the disappearer? Because he also he already said he was gonna disappear Jesse once. So that would have made him the disappearer. And now he's the disappearer. No, not then he would be the re-disappearer. You're you got me, man. I don't know. You lost me. I'm just trying to make this podcast longer <laughs> for some reason. Does that make Jesse a disappearee? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Good job. <laughs> Okay, that was pointless and wasted time. Here we go. Disappearer, Ed, vacuum dude. Yep. Also, Robert Forster. This is, I think this is his last acting performance. Uh, what'd y'all think? I, is it a good, good way to end the legacy? Uh, having not ever seen anything with Robert Forster in it, uh, I probably haven't not realizing it. Um, 
haven't really been able to have a good gauge of the fellas' acting skills uh, from what I've seen on Rotten Tomatoes and Aaron Paul's Instagram. He was a great guy. Uh, I enjoyed his performance in the show and in the movie. Uh, not a whole lot of depth, but there's, yeah, not, there's nothing... there's not a whole lot of depth. There's nothing really um, to not be... Not to down a guy who's dead now, but like, man. I just He's just kind of like, well, I'm a vacuum guy. His voice yes. is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have really strong feelings one way or the other. He's in the show. Okay. I love I loved his Movie. character. Okay. Uh, I thought I thought <laughs> even even if it was even if his appearances were brief, uh, some of the other things he was in he was he played in Last Man Standing. Okay. He played Bud. He played the main character's dad. Okay. Um, and then he also played in Jackie Brown, which was directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh-huh. Okay. And he was also in one of the seasons of Twenty Four, but I don't think we ever determined which season that was. Then we get to so he finally gets the money. And Jesse does finally gets the money from the dude that he shot, and he's able to go back to the disappearer, er, and he is able to get disappeared, and. Uh, the disappearee <laughs> is able to get d- disappeared by the disappearer. There you go. I'm glad we have you here. Uh, and yeah, your um, brain's better functioning. And it's to Alaska, um, which was kind of cool. Before that, they show conversations with Walt and with uh, Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter, Jane. Jane. There we go. You had a lot oh, of Jane. Wait, wait, wait. Do they do? do I, don't they do Jane um, cut in with uh, while they're driving while he's driving? First, and then they have a flashback when he's talking with her on the way to the Georgia O'Keeffe exhibit. Put Jesse okay. in turmoil. That's mm-hmm. literally the reason he's there. Yeah. Maybe that's why I feel like I feel. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't like him, but I, he's the one who is having all the issues. Hmm. Gotcha. It's kind of like, I don't love it when he's just wallowing in self-pity and he has a Roomba and he has a bunch of friends at his house and they're listening to a bunch of dubstep. Yeah. Sure. Have all of those songs on my iPhone. Of course you do. <laughs> he also had the, and I guess this will probably be one of the last things we mentioned, but he also had that conversation with Walt. Yes, and this we, is hilarious. I have to tell you this. Hmm. I bought a Roomba recently mm-hmm. and every time I see it, I think of that scene. <laughs> every <laughs> single time. It goes by, and I'm like, Jesse had one of those. <laughs> Roombas make me think of Parks and Rec. Uh, DJ Roomba. DJ Roomba. Yeah, you yeah. got you got to set up a speaker on that and just. Let, <laughs> it's let it not run a Roomba around. though. It's a EcoVac. It's called a DBot. So oh. be DJ DBot. DJ DBot. That's even better. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> or I could just take off the. I could like scratch off the T and it'd be DJ Debo. Oh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. Was the scene with Walt and Jesse? Sitting in the diner, was it necessary? Was it necessary? Wasn't worth it. Let's mm. answer both. No, I said wasn't necessary. Wasn't, ne- oh, okay. wasn't worth it. Okay. And the reason Elaborate. to me is because I would rather think of Walt or Heisenberg as the horrible person who hates Jesse. Even with his quote unquote redeeming act at the end. Mm hmm. Of the TV show, mm-hmm. I would rather think of him as the I watch Jane die guy. Like at the end of Ozzy, of Ozymandias. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I have him. So to give me more of, you should go to college and you should do that. I, 
those scenes are cool in the show, mm-hmm. but to bring him all the way through all of that and then try and flash back and tell me that he loved him is hard. Did we ever determine when that scene took place in no. the show? I got the feeling so so uh, it was after whenever they had a gunfight in the in in, in the RV because they made a point of showing mm-hmm. the duct tape over the holes. Um, so it's season can one I, can, still. Can I no? Can I save you some brain power? Because Vince Gilligan do. said it in an interview. Please do. Uh, it's right. After, why did you ask me? I was asking if we'd ever he was, determined. He it. was setting if, it up. You, you did determine he was, it. He was, you read it. He was tossing the ball up for us to hit. Well, we didn't. Well, he was—he had we a bat in the back. He we was going to hit it just in case. Yeah, but he can't toss he's his own hit ball it. up. He is. He's not supposed to. Well, he's running around. That's like he's a coach. Hit and it out of the we're park like here, the little David. leaguers out in the back. Go, like, David, go. Catch it. <laughs> go ahead. Yep. That's going to stay in the pocket. It, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, let me hit my own ball. Uh-huh. It is at right after four days out. Four days out. So See, that's, that's after they started the RV mm-hmm. and they went to the hotel to get cleaned up, mm-hmm. and that's where they were. Okay. So, ah. mm-hmm. Based off of their conversation, that's how I understood it to be. Mm-hmm. The way that Jesse was treating Walt in a very get you healthy. We got to mm-hmm. get here. Take this stuff. Come on. Uh, that just the way that he acted like that, and oh, I've got this money, and here, here's a five. I that that's how I felt. Uh, mm-hmm. On top of the world. I also, Mr. High Roller. <laughs> I also read in a uh, in an analysis of it. Somebody talk, noticed that the the careers or the uh, study programs that each of them talked about in college mm-hmm. really reflected their personalities. Right. Mm. So Jesse said sports medicine, mm. which is in the background, stay you know stay behind the leader, mm. uh, really support the leader. Mm. That's where he wanted to be. Whereas Walt was like, no man, you need to get your MBA. You need to be in business, and you need to be the leader. Yeah, and so it was kind of interesting to, sh- to that it showed how their where their thoughts were at that time. Every time that Jesse had to step up and be the leader, somebody died. Oh my gosh! <laughs> now I really have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, you'll notice our episode is longer than normal. Um, sorry about that. We get really long winded when we talk about things that we like, and uh, this show has show movie has made a huge impact on my life as a person (laughs) as weird as that sounds um for better or for worse anyway i have been alex and this has been david and it has been griffin look forward to seeing griffin on more podcasts i'd love to be here um okay bye okay bye okay bye so it's going but we can just kind of goof off because I'll edit it. Here's the music. So, and then we have to talk about the scenes with Ed. With the disappearer. Yes. (laughs) No, I did not mean Ed Kemper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm detecting some... uh, Harsh oh, feelings yeah. about Some hostility, Ed. maybe? Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> okay, so eh, we're going to have to redo this. Oh, boy. The whole episode now. Um... <laughs>